A quick note on this podcast. At the time of recording, our guest, Georgiana Dinaranja, was head of people and performance at Kraft Heinz. Since then, she's become president of Northern Europe for Kraft Heinz. We discuss this a little later in the podcast, but for now, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. How do you define a great workplace culture? A great culture can mean many different things. Positive feedback, continued growth, a great environment in which to work, but there are several key factors of culture and engagement in the modern day that no business should be without. We've all heard the latest buzzwords around how to improve diversity, holistic approaches, creating purpose in our organizations, and so on. But how can we make these dreams a reality? On this episode of the HRD Live podcast, I'm joined by Jojo Dinaranja, Head of People and Performance EMEA for Kraft Heinz, to discuss all this and more. Jojo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Michael, for having me. So, first of all, how did you get into HR in the first place? Uh, good question, Michael. So, I started, I actually spent 10 years in finance prior to joining Kraft Heinz. Um, and then I went to Kraft Heinz in 2015. And I was very lucky to have a mentor throughout my journey at Kraft Heinz, who eventually became my boss, uh, called Melissa Vernack. And Melissa was the one who, in one of our mentoring sessions, said to me, Jojo, did you ever, did you ever think about uh, going into HR? Uh, and I said, uh, no, Melissa, why do you think that? And she said, well, I think you've got um, a talent for, for identifying talent. Uh, I had done a couple of interviews for her uh, throughout my, my time at that point at Kraft Heinz. So she was really the one that kind of brought that to my attention. And we didn't have a talent function at the time uh, within the, the HR function at Kraft Heinz. So she asked me to start the talent function, implement our trainee program uh, and, and start all of our talent development, learning and development um, uh, things at Kraft Heinz. So that's mm. how I ended up. And, uh, you know, I think Kraft Heinz has this... Uh, this very function agnostic uh, approach to, to careers. So it all started with uh, Melissa seeing that and, and asking me to go into HR. And more recently, obviously, I'm going to be taking a totally different role in a totally different function, um, which uh, honestly, it's because of the belief of my current boss. So I think I've been very lucky to have people that believe in me throughout the, my career at Kraft Heinz. So my current boss is a gentleman called Rafa Oliveira. He will continue to be my boss, but uh, just I will be in a different uh, function. What does a great workplace culture look like to you? Yeah. No, thanks for the question, Michael. I think, I mean, first and foremost is a culture where people bring their full selves to work. And that's something we talk a lot about at Kraft Heinz. You know, I think as long as people are bringing their full selves to work, they're going to be more productive. They're going to be ha happier. And, and ultimately, you know, uh, work is just another means to being happy in life. So, you know, right. that's my, my biggest expectation is that I can, I can make a work environment where, where people are really truly themselves every day. That's a great way of looking at it, actually, as well. I think that like it's another way of making yourself happy as opposed to because there is this idea almost, I think, and has been for a while, obviously, that you have your life where you have fun and then you have work, which is the bit where you kind of have to do it in order to have fun. But mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the, the best thing to do, whereas there does seem to be this growing and growing idea that work is somewhere where you yeah you do bring your full self and having that kind of sense of purpose I suppose and connecting with what you do is is a huge part of that but yeah, yeah. It, it would be much better I think if most businesses thought that way right yeah no absolutely and I think 
we we don't really have much of a choice nowadays because you know with the the evolution of you know digital and means of communication it's very difficult to split your personal and your professional life you know you're constantly talking to your colleagues via whatsapp mm -hmm. we have our own internal kind of facebook so i think people need to be a lot more spontaneous nowadays so it's it's a lot harder to i think hide your true self yeah so I think in some ways we, we don't really have a choice. And in other ways, I think it's only going to benefit businesses because people will feel more productive if they can truly be themselves. I think so. Do you have a kind of, so this always on culture that you're talking about there, this kind of always having your sort of your, your working life sort of bleeds into your personal life and vice versa now. How, do you like put your phone on airplane mode when you're outside of work? To, do you look at emails? Is it all gone? Like what, what's because I have to now put my phone on airplane mode when I'm not yeah. not in the office. But like, what do you think is the best way of dealing with that? Or is it kind of more holistic than that? Um, so I, I don't think I'm as strict as, you know, putting my phone on airplane mode when I don't want to look at my emails. The only time I put my phone on airplane mode is when I when I go to bed. Um, and probably the strictest time I have in terms of not looking at my phone or not or trying not to think of work, although I do think it's more holistic than that, um, is when I'm with my kids. So I've got two little girls, three and six year olds, um, Olympia and Theodora. Oh, and when I'm names. yeah, thank you. <laughs> and when I'm with them, I obviously try very hard not to look at my phone. Um, but I've got many different mechanisms that I use to try to disconnect from work uh, because I and I truly believe that you know trying to uh, release your mind from from work uh, makes you better when uh, when you're back at work or back at thinking about work. So you know I use sport. Um, I just recently started trying to meditate every morning before I, I start oh, really? my day. How did you find it? I gave that a go for a while, but I, I still try to. But yeah. how, how did you find it? Because it works for some people and not for others. Yeah. I mean, I, I just took this course. So I, I went through a, a week of a training program that, that we organize at Kraft Heinz called the Leadership Masters Program. So we were around 18 of us uh, from all over the world. Uh, and one of the uh, classes we took was a class with a professor called called Professor Hitendra from Columbia Business School. And he talks a lot about reconnecting with your core when uh, you're defaulting into behaviors that, you know, you don't don't want to default to when you're a leader, right? Well, you, you need to, as a leader, you're expected to be many different things all uh, through the day. So he talked a lot about, you know, trying to reconnect through meditation. And sometimes it's just taking three minutes to breathe in, breathe out. And that's what I'm trying to do in the morning. And actually, I've used this week, uh, you know, at times I've just kind of locked myself in a room or even sat at a chair and just started breathing in and out, you know, for about two, three minutes. And it does make you reconnect with, you know, who you truly are and remind yourself that this is this is just work, you mm. know, calm down and everything's going to be all right. Absolutely. It does yeah. create this very, this extreme calm, really. It's internal calm in a way that I found. Yeah, it does really reconnect you with something. Maybe it is just yourself, but yeah, I, I've, I've actually found it tremendously useful as well. But yeah. Anyway, let's talk about diversity, because mm -hmm. I know this matters to you a great deal. Do you think there is a direct correlation between greater diversity in businesses at leadership level or, or wherever that might be, and greater business success? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. And I know a lot of people debate uh, 
the 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 measurements of the true correlation between these two but there are many research out there that talk about you know how diversity brings uh, more diversity of of thought and business and therefore more creativity more innovation more disruption so I'm a true believer of, of diversity and, and I don't want to talk specifically about any type of diversity because ultimately for me is, is having a diverse set of individuals who bring diversity of thought and therefore, you know, disrupt our business, disrupt our thinking, bring more creativity. We are in an industry of, you know, packaged foods, you know, consumer goods. And we are one of the largest FMCGs in the world. And like many of our competitors, we are trying to think about our business in a different way and try to, trying to innovate. So if I don't bring diversity, I'm not, I don't believe I'm going to innovate. So for me, diversity is a very basic principle of doing business in the future. Yeah. I agree. I think it seems just fairly straightforward, doesn't it? That if you have more points of view, you will just by nature of having those points of view have more ways of thinking about things and ways of approaching work but so thinking about the individual then and how i suppose they operate and different people operate in work what about um, accountability i know this is something that you talk about as well why do you think accountability is is so crucial in the workplace as well yeah i think it, it kind of goes it, it connects a lot with um a lot of businesses are trying to to have organic teams and fluid teams, so where people are not necessarily only focused on their role and their function and their task uh, or the task that is given to them. And I think um, instead of creating structures that are organic, uh, we talk more about ownership and accountability. And the idea behind it is that if you see something in the business that you think you can fix or you think you can help, Think of that business as, as your own. Think that you're accountable ultimately for the entire business. It's as if this was you know, your business too, as a whole, not just your own function. So, and I think it's benefited, benefited us hugely because we haven't had to create these organic teams. You know, whenever we have somebody that has a good idea and wants to you know, make that happen, they can. I mean, I just had recently a trainee. She had just started in our business. It was um, probably a couple of weeks into, into her first role. And um, she started seeing how we were all utilizing in the office um, regular coffee cups. So we have a cafe in, in our main office here in London. And she said, you know, Georgia, we talk a lot about, you know, recycling our own products that we sell in supermarkets. Why are we using these cups and why are we not using reusable cups? And uh, and I said, well, that's a that's a great question. Why don't you just go ahead and make it happen? And then a couple of weeks later, she came back and presented in front of 260 people how wow. she sourced, you know, uh, bamboo made uh, cups, uh, coffee cups uh, that are reusable and that we're all using around the office now. So from our CEO, from our uh, zone president for for the uh, international zone to everywhere, you know, down to the trainees, everyone is using reusable cups. So. I think that's that's what accountability and ownership brings. Is that's fantastic. That's such a great example of how that can work as well. Because usually with accountability, you think it's were well, you being take you taking care of your own role and kind of like I know what I have to do and I have to recognize what my responsibilities are. But that's such a great demonstration of how taking accountability for an entire organization can really work as well because mm. usually it'd be a case of it might get up to a certain point or it might get heard by a certain amount of people. But how how do you think that you're able and Kraft Heinz is able to to make that happen, to allow for that to spread throughout the organization in that way? 
Yeah. I mean, it starts with us being an example of that, right? I mean, I don't think it, it starts in, in any other way. I mean, t talking, I always say that culture or any of these values that, that we that we claim we live uh, we live for uh, are things that it needs to start with us as leaders. So as long mm. as we're behaving in that way, people will follow and behave in this in a similar way. Um, when whenever I'm interviewing or whenever I'm talking to trainees that just came into the business and they ask me about the culture, Jojo, can you tell me about the culture? I always say I can tell you about the culture and you can read the values on the wall as well. But actually, you know, why don't you just observe how I behave and and that's going to be the culture because if you see consistency around how leaders behave that ultimately is the culture right we can talk about the culture reading things on the wall but i think the best way to live the culture is just to behave uh in the way we talk about the culture so. exactly now that's that that's a fantastic point and you do see it a great deal in a lot of organizations where it is just you know, whatever values they are written in, you know, acrylic on the wall with some, some you know, some visuals or whatever it is. But speaking about um, development then, or showing um, an example to people who may have just come into the business, what about learning in Craftwise? How, how has that changed, do you think, during your time at Craft Times? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably been the biggest change we've had in the in the HR community or what we call the people community, the people in performance area in, at Craft Times. Four years ago, we had... I mean, we we obviously had a very basic learning culture, so a lot of in-class sessions. Uh, and uh, we then started a di digital platform that we called Ownversity, where all of our learning experiences sit. We still hold in-class learning. We truly believe in the human connectivity being a huge part of learning. But also we want to make learning easy and learning available to all. I mean, we all have questions all day, every day. So we don't expect, you know, people to have to necessarily, you know, go somewhere outside of Craft Times to, to search for answers. So we try to make a lot of the learning available on this digital platform. And I think that was the first and biggest transformation we had. But we didn't achieve what we expected to achieve, which was to create a real culture of, of learning where people thought, you know, they they wanted to learn every day uh, because our industry is evolving. So I, I believe everyone should be learning new things every day if we want to be disruptive, if we want to do new things. So very recently, we started um, what we call a cultural movement of, uh, of learning, where our chief learning officer, a, a lady called Pame, who is fantastic, a brilliant, brilliant woman, very, very inspirational. She started a movement within Kraft Heinz where she has taken on a um, challenge of a of a 365 day learning journey, and every day she takes a new learning and posts on our internal Facebook wow. uh, that is called the Catch App, uh, and she posts about what she's learned on that day. It can be related to her role, not related to her role, related to our industry or not. But every learning is a learning, and. Uh, I've actually been, we call her the first lone nut, and I'm the second lone nut. So I followed her, and I'm, uh, I've am i just taken a 100-day learning challenge. I'm on day 63 now okay. uh, of the learning going? journey, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable how if you take time, and it's beyond just the, the content, it's the reflection moment, right? right? We very rarely take time to stop and reflect upon the things we have absorbed during the day. So that learning journey for me has gone beyond just the content I'm lear I learn every day. I don't I don't pretend to to you know 
remember every single thing I learn every day. But I think the reflection moment has been very powerful for me. So I'm I love it. And Can I think you share some of those 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 I'm I'm very intrigued to know what some of those learnings might be from day to day. Um I mean I'm currently uh reading a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. I don't know if you've ever heard I, of I the don't book. Think I know, but no. um the book is talks a lot about uh, how to create a growth mindset in leaders. So last night I posted about uh, about mindset. So I read uh, another chapter and I just posted about my learning um, uh, on you know the book, and uh, and the learning of yesterday was that uh, actually everyone is capable of of learning and evolving, as long as you put your mind to it and you practice. Uh, so the book talks about the you know endless possibilities to human beings i mean nobody uh, nobody should limit themselves because they think they're not intelligent enough or they cannot do certain things mm. so it is the book is about you know believing that learning and practicing is what's going to make you successful fantastic and what's the response been like from when you've shared them from from people within craft Heinz, whoever else it might be like have people been really engaged or they've been kind of like that seems scary to <laughs> to do that much learning <laughs> Um, it's so just this is very timely because just yesterday so the the whole journey started with Pame like I said and then I was the what she calls the second loan nut uh, and we then had the third employee uh, come into the learning journey she's also taken the hundred day challenge but we obviously know that not everyone like you said people find that sometimes quite scary or they don't want to commit, or they don't have the time. I mean, I, I do understand that. So we actually launched yesterday uh, what we're calling the Learn Like an Owner and Make Time for Learning, uh, and they're both hashtags. Uh, so we started that uh, that campaign yesterday. Our CEO sent out an email to everyone uh, saying he's taking on the challenge too. And we have three layers of challenge. I think you can, you can take the bronze, the silver, the gold. And it depending on which level of challenge you, you take, you know, you have to commit to a certain number of hours uh, of learning. And we had just last night, I was checking on the catch app and I saw about five additional employees taking on the challenge. And I mean, the email went out yesterday afternoon. So I think, you know, out That's of the wonderful. almost 30,000 employees around the globe, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a campaign and, and a big cultural change with this. So you, amazingly, you've almost sort of preempted my next question, which I was going to ask you about kind of creating a unified, reaching a unified goal as a, uh, with a leader and a workforce together, how you can do that. But this seems to be a great example of doing that somehow. They've created that connection. But how do you think that's 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 possible in the workplace to to kind of reach a unified goal with a leader and, and their workforce? It starts, again, I don't want to sound too simplistic, but it, it starts with defining what the end goal is. So, you know, I went on the catch up and I said I was going to take that uh, that 100 day challenge and what my end goal was. Uh, and then I, I lived I lived by it and I, I lived every day by what I, I had promised. And I think if you if you set those goals and you keep reminding people of what the end goal is, uh, there will be times of difficulties. There will be a lot of change in between you setting the goal and the goal being achieved. So as long as as a leader, you keep reminding people of what that you know end goal is, uh, and keep people happy throughout the journey every day by inspiring them. Uh, I think that's that's how you achieve great things. I mean, not not. It, it sounds simple. It's much harder when you actually have to do it. 
Um, but I think, uh, you know, that that's how we've been trying to do it at Craft Heinz. That's exactly it. I think it's the commitment, right? It's easy to say these things. And every single organization these days seems to be saying these things. But it's the actual implementing of those very simple ideas almost that's very difficult. So if I was um, a, a business leader, somebody who wants to um, impact a real cultural change in my organization, but I really have no idea how to do it or I'm really struggling to do so, what would be your advice to a leader who really wants to make that cultural change happen? I mean, start by making the cultural change in yourself. Uh, if you want people to behave differently, start behaving differently. Uh, I take the example of um, the learning journey. We just went as the 18 leaders at Craft Heinz last week. We have a, a WhatsApp group now. And I was just talking to the group this morning and, and telling the group, you know, I, I, feel, I feel very different after the week uh, learning journey and I've been trying to behave um, differently because of the learnings I had and I see the benefit but of course I need to I need to remind myself every day so learning I don't know if you if you know the the forgetting curve the, the famous forgetting curve so you very quickly forget the learnings you've had and the same goes for what you asked, right? When you commit yourself as a leader to doing something, it's very easy to just get, uh, you know, uh, I think kind of start, you know, doing or getting distracted with other things in life throughout your day. So you need to have a way to nudge yourself on what that end goal is or what that learning is every single day. I have a very simple thing, which is I write on post-it notes and I put it next to my computer. Uh, behavior changes I want to see in myself and those are based on the feedback that I get from my team through the 360 feedback uh, and every day just visually I sit on, at my desk and I just have those post-it notes sitting next to me and the same goes for the learnings I had last week so I wrote down on a piece of uh, on a piece of a post-it you know that I want to meditate every day that's the commitment I've made myself I've made to myself so I think visually I work with with visual nudges and, yeah. and visual reminders so that that's my own way of doing it I think other people will do it in different ways but try to find a way to nudge yourself because you know life life goes by very very fast and it's very easy to get distracted wonderful I also think they kind of it shows an example to other people as well if people in your team see your computer with these post-it notes on they think oh the, the, my leader's really committed to this and they're really trying to make themselves change so I should you know I should think about doing that as well but it's really inspiring but just just before we finish I understand that you're moving into a new role mm -hmm. is that correct can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so actually it's just been announced last week that I'm going to be running our Northern Europe business, uh, which is uh, composed of the UK, Ireland and the Nordics. Wow. Uh, so Fantastic. very, very excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Are you excited? I'm, I'm everything. I'm nervous. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm very humbled. Uh, I'm inspired by the people we have in the business. There's a fantastic, really fantastic team in the Nordics business, in the Northern Europe business. So, yeah, I'm feeling all these things you feel when you have your first day of school, when you are going <laughs> into a race, if you're a sports person. Uh, so, yeah, very, very, 
uh, very, very excited and having, you know, all of these mixed feelings, but ultimately uh, very committed to make this work. It's fantastic. And I think it serves as a great example as well to any HR leader or people leader listening that, you know, it's that having that role in business and moving forward can happen if you commit to these changes. And I wish you the very best of luck. I'm sure it's going to be, you're not going to need it. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Jojo, for joining us. It's been really, really brilliant. And I think everyone's going to love this podcast. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Okay. Thank you very much, Michael. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm sure you found that just as inspiring as I did. Subscribe for a new episode every single week of the HRD Live podcast. We'll see you again soon.